It's another week. That means it's another Mock Draft Monday. We are going to go through that as we get ready for the Senior Bowl. It's coming very quickly. We also have some news from HBCU where Eric is actually at. Welcome to Lockdown NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of not just the Locked On NFL Draft, but Mock Draft Monday. We want to thank you for making us your first listener of the day. As always, I'm your host, former NFL and AFL Divas are back, Eric Crocker, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy, at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. Also, the founder of Rogue Analytics. Make sure you guys check out all the good stuff he's doing there because he has a lot of good details on the draft from an analytical standpoint. Uh, we're getting into it, man. We're doing a mock draft, and we're doing it a little different. All right, we typically try to find different ways to kind of mix things up. And we want to start with – so Ryan is going to be in charge of the top five. All right, he's going to have his picks, guys, that he where they, he thinks they should go. We're going to discuss those teams and everything. And then I will have six through ten. So, Ryan, Tracy, I appreciate you that, are on the clock with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, thank you for letting me go first. That's always fun. Um, I'm going to be pretty chalk. I got to tell you, like, this week for me is going to be about learning what I can about some of the prospects. So I'm going to, like, lay it down pretty pretty priority QB-centric. So it's very easy. After what you've seen in Jacksonville, you got to support your quarterback as much as you can. Let's, let's hope that that's the way that it goes down. So it's real simple. Evan Neal, take him off the board. Let him do everything that he can do. Help out that line. It doesn't matter. You could have six other tackles. You're going to put more on there. You're going to play the best five. I think that's what they need to do in Jacksonville. Yeah, move definitely. on to Detroit. Well, real quick, I right? just want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. You know, Trevor Lawrence is running for his life. So we touched on this last week. Whether they take an offensive lineman at one, where they take one where they move back and, you know, maybe get some more draft capital, but, you know, address that position. That way they have to protect their young rookie quarterback or second-year quarterback or he's going to be running for his life. And so far, people are looking at Trevor Lawrence as a bust. Now, he's a generational prospect from a talent perspective and how he's viewed. So he's going to get a little bit more leeway than other guys. But if you were just to say, hey, who played better, Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence, without knowing any of their background or anything like that, you would think that Trevor uh, Davis Mills was the better quarterback who was playing quarterback for the Houston Texans. All right, And people probably saw more ups. Uh, from just his play. So I think improving the offensive line of Jacksonville would help their young quarterback tremendously. I, I agree. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. <laughs> so you don't think that Davis Mills had a better rookie year? I think they had a, a fine rookie year. I, I don't think that watching those two guys on the field, I'm going to say that he looks like the better guy going okay. forward. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But in both cases, you have to support them as much as you can to get the most out of them. So, sorry, I jumped the gun on Detroit there because I'm a little uh, a little over-caffeinated this morning, folks. Um, the next one, Detroit. This is something I don't think that you can do much to change the quarterback situation. I think you've made that bet. You're going to lie in it now. So, what can you do to bolster the other side? Give them more time. Give them more support. Make them score fewer points to get wins. It's pretty much a slam dunk. Stay in state. Take Aiden Hutchinson. Plug him in. Let him rip up the NFC North and and just ride with it. 
he he feels like the plug and play guy. He he feels like the guy that's going to come in and, you know, is he going to be a, a Nick Bosa type guy who maybe isn't the fastest or quickest or twitchiest, but, you know, just has a lot of really good traits that, you know, lead to high production. And clearly we saw that at Michigan and Detroit Lions with this pick. They are banking on Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan to be the same type of productive player, picking him at to the same spot that Nick Bosa was taking for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. It's, it's funny how those two things run in commonalities, right? The next one for the Texans, you can't really get away from it. There's no way that I'm going to predict this. <laughs> that franchise in particular is difficult to read. I think everybody knows that, including all Texans fans. So what do you do? From, from my point of view, and again, this mock is what we think ought to go and what ought to help this team, not what we think they're going to do because nobody knows. I think you have to just take the best player available that you feel can help you at any position that you have any kind of need at. And so it's super simple. Plug in Kevin Thibodeau, put him to work. Is there a little bit less consistency than maybe Hutchinson? Sure. But there's also a little bit more explosion at times, and there's a little bit more that you can see a fit there, I think. I like that one for the Texans. And, you know, one position that you didn't mention for the Texans, and that's the quarterback position because they have Davis Mills, who's better than Trevor Lawrence. Now I'm joking. Don't kill me on Twitter, guys. I'm, <laughs> right, I'm right, just okay. messing around. <laughs> but, Thibodeau, like you said, I mean, I, I believe this is a no-brainer, especially at this point, a guy who – I'm pretty sure throughout the draft process is only going to get more love. Now he has come out in the media and has said some interesting, he has some interesting takes and topics. And will the question come about, you know, how much does he love football? You know, he talked about thinking about life after football and not focusing on the now. And that was the reason why he didn't want to go to Alabama. And, you know, and it was just, you want guys to have lives outside of football, of course. But when I'm taking the guy number three overall, I want football to kind of be their world. And with Thibodeau, as fine of a football player as he is, and I don't think this is going to knock him, but if you do see him slide a little bit, I wonder if some of the character things or things that maybe if they don't think that he's all in on football, if those things start to come out. I don't I don't anticipate it, but I don't think it's anything that is just too far-fetched, but. We got, uh, you know, there were some similar oh, go ahead. worries, I think. There was some similar words a couple of years ago about one guy who ended up doing pretty good. I think Miles Garrett has proven, you know, he can he can enjoy some things off the field too and still remain focused. Now, is he the the model? You want him to be. Not everybody gets there. Right. For the Jets at four, this is actually, I think, the way that they hope that it falls. Because when you look at pairing tackles with their quarterbacks, this is clearly something that they have to do in my mind. I know there's back and I know it doesn't matter again how many you have in there. Even if you have to move positionally within the, the group that you have. I want to take the best guy that can help this quarterback get a step forward. And so I'm going to go a little nasty there and try to add to that. And Akiva Kwanu is going to end up in New York for me. Awesome. I like that pick. And what are you thinking about the last pick, pick five, New York Giants? Giants are in a conundrum. I don't think they can afford, I don't think anybody can go quarterback here in the top five. So they're looking again at a support issue. What do you do? How can you get more athletic? And now that there's been this top two tackles have gone in the top four, they're going to grab the guy they can get knowing that they have picks down the line. They're going to get Charles Cross and let him be athletic. Let him develop a little bit more. I think he is probably right in that third spot of this tackle group right now. Yeah, and their owner has come out and said, hey, you know, we don't think we've done a really good job of building around this young quarterback. We haven't really given him a chance. 
And it's not just from an organizational structure standpoint, it's from the offensive line as well, where they can't get anything really going on the ground. They can't protect the quarterback when he drops back to pass. I feel like they have definitely enough weapons there to have some level of success, but it starts up front. They got to win in the trenches. They haven't done that yet. Now, when we get back, we will pick, you know, I'll pick six through 10 for those teams uh, remaining. We're going to be starting with the Carolina Panthers. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. All right, and it's a new year. So you know what that means, New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar. And I've had some really good ones since I've been out here in Mobile, Alabama, having some marshmallow puffs. Those have been really good. And it almost tastes like a candy bar. You know, a Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good and you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy, and almost tastes like a chemical pill. You know, when you want to eat healthy, but it, you know, it just gets a little boring, especially by like week three, you're going to start thinking about, man, is it worth it? Where's my chocolate? Well, I'll tell you where the chocolate is. It's with Built Bar, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has a ton of empty calories, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. It's just not good for you. And if you are really trying to you know, improve your health, go to all your secret stashes, You know, whether it's inside your desk, your, your, your car, your purse, your, wherever you stash all your snacks next to your bed, your nightstand, empty that out with the nasty stuff, the candy. Replace it with the built bar. All right. And there's so many new flavors for you guys to choose from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, my favorite cookies and cream, my wife's favorite, salted caramel. You got mint brownie, all kind of good flavors. And they're always coming out with new flavors. So, where are you going to find these new flavors and where are you going to find your deal? You're going to go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, here we go, man. We're, we're starting with pick six. And Carolina, that's another team that has – they're struggling there on the offensive line. But you took all the top dogs from Carolina. So where can they go now? I look at the quarterback position, and you, you think it's a little high, but Cam Newton, probably not the guy. P.J. Walker, probably not the guy. Clearly, they don't think that uh, – Sam Darnold's the guy, and they've talked about how they kind of missed on that. So where do we go here? You're going Kenny Pickett. This is high. But again, I'm here. I'm actually currently in Mobile, Alabama, and Kenny Pickett is going to give himself an opportunity to kind of solidify himself as that sixth overall pick and make me look good. All right? How does the ball come out of his hands? We know the type of athleticism he has. How does he do in the interviews? You know, how does he throw in this weather? It's cold. I was just out there yesterday. Everybody's freezing. I saw Scott Pioli, and I'm like, man, you're trying to find this warm weather. We're trying to find any inch of daylight, uh, sunlight, to get out of the cold weather. So how does a guy like Kenny Pickett throw in that type of weather? He should be used to it. He played in Pittsburgh, all right, for the Panthers. Mm -hmm. So that's who I have going at pick six. I, I heard your whistle. Do you have any pushback on that? Uh, you know – it's certainly within the realm of possibility. I, again, still feel it's way too early there. But like you said, if their primary goal is to protect and build up their foundation, they can't do that, they feel, why not take the guy that looks like he has the best pro preparedness and see what you can get out of him? You're not going to be in the top seven if everything goes to plan uh, or anytime soon, knock on wood. Yeah, and I don't know if they want to start over at the quarterback position and you know, or maybe go with a veteran, but I just feel like with the resources they've thrown at it right now, it is that time to just hey, let's 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 start over a little bit. And you're you're gonna have Sam Darnold there, 
But bring in Kenny Pickett, that's your successor moving forward. And he doesn't have to play right away, which is an ideal situation for him. Up next at pick seven, uh, we have the New York Giants. And I'm going to go secondary here. Again, a little interesting, but I'm going safety. Kyle Hamilton, you know, I like what they've done at the safety position and different things they've tried to do, you know, get Peppers back there and trying to fill little voids there. But, you know, I, I've talked about how the cornerback position, our team's going to continue to rely on that as where they will go really high. And this, I mean, this is an opportunity for them to draft a corner, but we're not going there. Uh, get a guy who affects the game at multiple levels, whether it's over the middle, whether it's deep, or around the line of scrimmage, affecting the run game and passing game that has tremendous range. And we are going with Colin Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Safety, 6'4", 220 pounds. He's rangy. I can't wait to see how he tests. A little light, long-legged, high-cut guy. We'll see how his change of direction is. But I think just from an ability standpoint, you know, is he Derwin James type guy? Can we potentially see him slide like Derwin James? I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't take that out of the realm of possibility. But I like him here picking for the New York Giants. All right, again, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, big time ability, high upside playmaker. I think that's their guy to really help take this secondary to the next level. I, I agree with you. I think somebody's going to get a great pick, whether it's here, whether it's a little farther down. I think he feels right now like kind of a safety blanket. So if you can't get your primary need, need you're going to get a very good football player, even if you have safeties, that you're going to be able to do something with and improve your defense. So I think that's a good spot as any. Right, and now we're moving on to pick eight. We got the Atlanta Falcons, and at this pick, you know, they just drafted A.J. Terrell a couple years ago. He had a tremendous sophomore season, but we're going to build on that, and we're going to go Andrew Booth. I know. I know, guys. I, I know Derek Stingley Jr. is still on the board. Still some questions. We'll see how he tests and how everything looks and what he looks like during workouts. But Andrew Booth is a guy who kind of has closed that gap. People are really high on his athleticism, his upside. Clearly, he has the size. You know, we're talking about a guy who's six foot, 200 pounds, playing that cornerback position with the ball skills that teams are going to covet. You know, I can't wait to dive more into his film, but Atlanta Falcons, I know I just talked about cornerbacks not going as high, but we're taking them here. I thought about possibly going the quarterback position. You know, Matt Corral, he's a guy, but, you know, we've talked about this not being the strongest of quarterback classes. Maybe Corral goes here for Atlanta, uh, you know, it's coming to an end for Matt Ryan, and they are going to potentially want to start over the kind of the receiver position. They're kind of blowing that up. They have no answers at running back, but right now we're going to continue to build on that secondary, potentially grab a quarterback for them in the second round. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. There, there are some questions about Stingley. When you're not on the field consistently all the time and don't have recent tape, it makes it difficult, and I could see this possibly happening. I, I think they end up leaning a little bit more offense because of the Ryan situation, but – I think Booth is going to be here in the area no matter what. All right, next up at pick nine, we have the Denver Broncos. They are on the clock, and this is another team. Again, quarterback. There are a lot of teams in here that can go with quarterback, but I don't, I'm don't. i not sure that this is the class. Denver Broncos, they just picked top 10 a year ago. They drafted Patrick Sertan. He was tremendous. All right, now they're going to have an opportunity to help Patrick Sertan. And we're not going corner there. They have they have a lot of cornerbacks that got rookies, that got young guys, that got depth. They're going to go edge. They're going to go David Ajabo, the other pass rusher out of Michigan. All right. This is a guy, again, high upside. There are some people that actually like him more than Aiden Hutchinson. I, I don't think that's going to be the case by the time the draft comes around. Ajabo going before Hutchinson. But going top 10, definitely could see that. You know, a guy that has the protection, he has the ability, he has the upside, and he has an opportunity to play alongside 
Bradley Chubb. I, I think this is a terrific move for them. Again, quarterback position probably would be ideal. I think they go more the veteran route, especially after drafting, uh, you know, Drew Locke, seeing how that went. They went with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. That hasn't been as great, but I think here they go with edge rusher. Solidify that front. And again, if this is another team that's thinking about quarterback, maybe they go second round with a guy they could potentially develop. I think they go the free agent route or trade uh, for a quarterback, maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we'll see. But um, I'm going with Debo Jabo out of Michigan here. I like it, I, and I think you're right. For George Payton, who was rumored to be in on, on Rodgers, you know, in the hype there draft day last year, I, I think a veteran is the way that they have to go. I don't think that they see a whole lot of upside here. So that makes perfect sense. Jabo, I think this is too high for him, too. Uh, I think he is a, a unique specimen that has a ton of upside on third down. I'm just not sure if he's consistent enough on first and second down to get you in third and longs where he can really shine. So this may be a, a bit high for me, but we'll see what happens as the evaluations continue. Right. And I think this is going to be a bit higher for you as well. I am picking now. <laughs> I picked 10 for the New York Jets. And, you know, you 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 protected them early on, drafting offensive line. And if I had to say what their next weakness is, obviously this is a team that can solidify multiple positions. But the, the wide receiver position, it kind of stands out. I think they like what they got from Moore last year. He was a guy mm -hmm. who, who did well. He's going to be their slot for years to come. You know, they, they went and they got, you know, guys like Corey Davis. I, is he the guy moving forward? I, I'm not sure. And, you know, you got Mims. He hasn't worked out. They haven't even really been playing him. So I think they go receiver here. Now, that's not the part that's going to be shocking for you. I think the part that's going to be shocking is actually who I take. And I'm not even mm. sure this is going to be my Traylon Burks. I mean, my my wide receiver one, and I kind of gave, gave a tip to who I'm looking, leaning towards. Uh, but I like his ability. I like his size. I think he's going to test off the charts. I am going with Traylon Burks from University of Arkansas, the 6'3", 230-pound receiver. I think this is a guy who's going to run extremely well. I think he's going to run very well. Uh, he is more of a a straight line guy as opposed to this twitched up uh, guy that's, you know, has really good lateral quickness and agility. You know, Mel Kuyper, he picked uh, a receiver here at pick 10 for them, but it was Drake London. I was like, man, that's a little high for me. But when I look at Traylon Burks, all the ability he brings from a, a pass catching standpoint, high pointing the ball, the big play threat down the field, you know, that was a lot of what Zach Wilson had at BYU. You know, he had a team, he had players around him where he was able to throw it up to them, give them opportunities. They came down with it. You know, Traylon Burks also adds that new element. People are wondering, hey, Debo Samuel, man, there won't be another Debo Samuel. Uh, slow your roll. I think Traylon Burks is a guy, and I'm not going to say he's Debo Samuel, but when you just watch him play and how he's utilized, his production, his ability to actually run the ball, carry, they lined him up in the backfield. They threw him sc uh, screens from the backfield. They handed the ball off to him. They used him on jet sweeps. He has that body, that frame. Again, 6'3", 230-pound guy. And I think he potentially can run four threes, potentially low four fours. He has that type of explosivity to be able to run away from guys. This is a guy that potentially can creep up draft boards. Is he this pure route-running separator type guy? Probably not. But he uses his frame extremely well. He wins at all levels of the field, and he's able to run the ball. I, I really like Traylon Burks. This is a little high, but... I think this is a team that can use this type of specimen. A, I am not surprised you managed to get Burks into the top 10. Well done. B, <laughs> I, I, you're absolutely right. He is versatile. I don't see anything near Devo Samuel when I watch. 
but that's okay. I haven't watched enough, maybe. It's perfectly honest to just say, you haven't seen enough film. Okay, fair enough. I think it's a little bit high, but I think the the concept reigns, and uh, certainly more weapons can always help the young quarterback as well. So I think we need to get into maybe some other prospects that maybe we don't know about, and you're in place. I want to hear about what's going on down there. We'll do that when we get back. All right, but first, we got to talk to you guys a little bit about something else that is high, much higher than what we would like, and it's gas prices. So to help you with your gas prices, what are you going to do, man? We're going to talk to you a little bit about Get Upside. You know, our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas that they get every time that they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app right now at your app store or Google Play Store and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. You're getting this money cash back. Again, don't pay full price at a pump ever again. Don't do it anymore. All right, get cash back by using GetUpside. All right, again, for 25 cents per gallon or more in your first tank. You know, some people that drive a lot, they're making as much as two to $300 a month, uh, a year cash back. And crazy thing about it, guys, there is no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. And you can really cash out at any time using your bank account, your PayPal, your e-gift card, your Amazon card, or any other brands that you use. Again, but you're going to do it by downloading the free GetUpside app right now. And use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Again, you want to get that $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank? Do that right now. Get Upside. It's free. Download the app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Ryan. I want to touch a little bit about what I've seen so far from Mobile, Alabama. And again, I've been here. I got here Friday. uh, Checked in. Got my credentials and everything. I know you'll be here soon uh, come Tuesday. Mm -hmm. But... This weekend, they had something very unique that they did, and it's the, the HBCU Combine, something that they haven't done. And it's allowing them to shine a little bit of light on some of the prospects. And, you know, I think it was Deion Sanders. He, he made a big issue or deal with, hey, there's not enough eyes on these guys. So what do you do? You create a combine for them. And I like the way they did it, but it's tough. You know, I spoke with some of the athletes here and what they were going through. And a lot of these guys, they had about three and a half weeks to prepare for this. You know, mm-hmm. guys typically get into their training starting January. And the combine for the NFL or for the, you know, the rest of the, the guys, that's not for another month or so. Guys typically have eight weeks to prepare for the combine and then more time to prepare for their pro days. And you obviously see a lot of guys kind of improve on their numbers come pro day time. But you have a lot of time to improve. These guys, they just finished the season, still kind of a little beat up. They took a couple of weeks off, and then all of a sudden, hey, we got three and a half weeks to prepare for this day in front of scouts. Now, again, that's the tough part about it, but I do think the thing that I like about it is all NFL teams, from what I could tell, I, I don't remember seeing the Buccaneers. I don't remember seeing the New England Patriots, but for the most part, I saw a representative from pretty much every organization down here to watch this HBCU combine, and there are a couple of guys, two guys in particular, that stood out to me. Uh, the mm. first guys in the first group, there's a receiver from Fort Valley State. His name is Shamar Bridges. This is a bigger guy. I thought he showed good twitch. I thought he showed extremely confident hands. His feet were really good. He had good size. And the one thing that jumped out to me for Shamar was every rep, he went 100%. And mm. I think these are the guys where if we were watching him work out with the rest of the combine guys that would be there in – February or March, whenever the NFL combine is, he would be a guy who 
you wouldn't know went to a Fort Valley State. I, I think he fit right in with those caliber of players. For, for me, the big thing is going to be that's a good start when they get on the field, when they're testing. Testing is testing. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're an athlete, you can compete and you're relative to the top and you're you're going to get a shot. That's the way that it goes, especially if you have the feet, if you have the athleticism on display when you're actually working out. I think that's a positive sign. And, yeah, it's a short turnaround, three weeks. This is the first evolution of this. I think this will continue. I think it will continue to get better. And I think more awareness will make guys be a little bit more prepared, thinking in the back of their head, hey, I'm going to end up going to that to try to further into my next career. Right. And, I mean, there, there were guys that were standing out. I thought there were some other receivers that did some well things, but – Another guy who I felt was definitely noteworthy of talking about on, on our show was Virginia State cornerback Will Adams. Now, when, when I watched Will Adams' film, the, the highlights that I'd seen of him, he was playing safety. Uh, they have him profiled as a cornerback here at the Senior Bowl, and he is a guy who has more of the stature of a cornerback. He's, he's listed at six one and a half. He looks much bigger than that in person. He weighed in at 186 pounds. He looked much bigger than that in person. I thought he was... Yeah. Easily, like when you just look at him, he looks like a 6'3", 205-pound guy. So he's built really nice. But that's not the thing that's really going to jump out to guys. When when you talk about his measurements, uh, 32-and-a-half-inch arm length, that is very ideal for a cornerback. His his uh, vertical jump, 40-and-a-half inches vertical jump. So he's exploding out there. His broad jump, 10-3. All right? Now, what wasn't as ideal, especially for a cornerback, and we'll see as he has more time to improve on this, his 40-yard dash, he ran a 4.57. But again, mm -hmm. once it comes down to his, um, you know, preparing more, and if he ha he gets a shot at either a pro day or potentially a combine invite, I think he can get that 40 down to potentially low four fives, potentially high 40s, because he clearly is a very explosive player. You you don't have 40-inch broad jump and, uh, I mean, 40-inch vertical and 10-3 broad jump if you don't have that explosiveness in you. So I think it's going to get that. And then the one other thing that I thought was tremendous, his three-cone, sub-seven three-cone, 6.88. That is really good for a corner, showing that tremendous uh, short area of quickness and change of direction. On the bench press, he has 21 reps. And, you know, that's a lot of reps. I know a lot of people are like, well, you, you, you don't bench press uh, in, in, in football games. So how does that help you? One thing a coach once told me, he says, you know what, Crop, you know, when it comes to the bench press, and I asked him, like, why, why does it matter so much? He said, and I don't know if this is true. I haven't asked the scout what they think about this, but he said, it just shows how hard you work. Anyone can improve their bench press. No matter how big or small you are, you can improve it if you put the work in. And seeing a guy like this that hits, you know, 21 reps on the bench press, that was the most from any defensive back or receiver that I had seen. I saw some strong guys in there. Uh, that's extremely impressive. It shows me that he has the work ethic that I would covet. So uh, his his field drills, I thought he did really well. He was really explosive getting out of his breaks. Uh, you know, I thought he was more of a T-stepper, which is fine. I was a T-stepper as well. He could run his arms a little bit more out of his breaks, but I could teach that. What I can't teach is the size that he has. I can't teach the explosive ability that he has and that natural quickness that he has. Good foot, smooth athlete. That's a guy that I can't wait to see. How does he transition to playing more corner? Unless the film I saw, he was at safety. Maybe there is more film of him playing corner. I'd be interested to see that. But th those are two guys, Shamar Bridges and Will Adams. Uh, and again, I, I don't know if I said the college that Will Adams was at. He he's from uh, Virginia State. Virginia State. Uh, those, yep. 
yeah, those are two guys that definitely jumped out. So uh, yeah, shout out to Nagy for putting this on. Go ahead. Right. Absolutely. And for Will, it's important. So you're telling me it's a guy that's played a lot of safety. He's explosive out of his break. He can plan his foot and go. All this leads me to believe that if you're going to transition, especially to a, a, a corner that plays in a zone system, that's all well and good. There's no reason to think he can drop to four or five, two, if he needs to, that 40 doesn't concern me. If I'm a, if I'm a team that wants to play predominantly zone and use yeah. him to his ability and his experience, that's perfect fit for me. Yeah. And like I was saying, man, shout out to uh, Jim Nagy. I think he did a tremendous job putting on this event. He was very involved in it. I didn't get the chance to wrap with him there. I'll, I'll probably talk with him uh, come Monday or Tuesday. And another person I'll be talking to Ryan Tracy, our first time meeting up in person. Can't wait. We'll be in the house together. All that good stuff. Bring y'all live shows, all kind of good stuff and everything that you need to know and hear coming out of Senior Bowl week. This is going to be exciting. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of coverage on it from NFL Network, but no more mm -hmm. coverage than the Locked On NFL Draft Show. So from Eric Crocker, at Eric and Sword Crocker on Twitter, make sure you guys follow me uh, for anything else I'm doing as far as the draft and videos and breakdowns, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. Also follow Ryan Tracy and Rogue Analytics. Follow Ryan Tracy at Ryan Tracy NFL. But that's going to do it for this episode. We will see y'all come Tuesday morning. We are out. Peace.